everybody and welcome back to the Lily Grace Show. It has been a hot minute, but um, today, Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023, I taught my first um, lesson in front of people. Um, it was my youth group and um, I just wanted to share that on here because I feel like the message is important and Y'all, I was so nervous, so don't judge me on that, but um, I hope you gleaned something from this, and I hope it touches your heart in some way, and here we go. Um, and he told this parable, um, wait, no, we're starting to talk, okay. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all, you will all perish as well. So, um, it's, it's cool that you mentioned the um, revival is happening. And revival starts inwardly. It uh, starts with repentance. Jesus' message was um, to these people was to repent or perish. And his message is the same today. Unless you repent, you will perish. And we'll talk more about repentance at the end. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and go into the parable. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree that was planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He told the vineyard worker, listen, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree. Why haven't I found any? Cut it down. Why should it even waste the soil? But then he, but he, wow. But he replied to him, sir, leave it this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. Perhaps it will produce fruit next year. But if not, you can cut it down. So there are... Three main things in the story. There is a vineyard owner, a vineyard worker, and a fig tree. The vineyard owner is God the Father. The vineyard worker is Jesus. And the fig tree, um, when Jesus was teaching this, it was initially about Israel, the nation of Israel, because they had completely um, turned away from God and rejected Jesus. Um, and we see that through the Pharisees and how they were watching what Jesus was doing and still rejected him as Messiah because they weren't what they thought he would look like. Um, <clears throat> so, I always like to look at stories from the Bible from a saved person's point of view and a lost person's point of view. And so what I get from this is this isn't just about Israel. Um, the word is alive and active. So when we look at it, we can apply it to our own lives. This can also be about us saved people in this room. Examine your fruits. Are you living for God? Are you talking about Jesus at your schools, at your house um, and the people you come into contact with, do you bring it up in conversation? Because each and every person that you talk to is an opportunity to share the gospel. We live in a free country so far. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know why I said that. But we live in a free country and we are allowed to share God's word. Um, yeah, it's scary. Um, because we get all in our heads we're like, oh man, what are they going to think of us? But really, that's kind of stupid, if you really think about it. Do you know how small you are? 
Like, have you seen, okay, there's these videos that I've seen, and it uh, zooms out from one person into the entire universe. Have y'all seen those? Like a pin. Yeah, it goes from this one person out, then it goes the world, and then the Milky Way, and then we are so small compared to God. Like, it's crazy. So why are we worried about what people in their minds are thinking? We can't control what other people think. We can only control us. So why not just be pleasing to God and share what he has given us? Mm. We are supposed to be like a fig tree who bears fruit. A fig tree's purpose is to bear fruit. And a Christian's purpose is to bear like the fruit of the Spirit. And I should have looked at her so and given it to you. I read it, but God. So, you know where? Galatians. I'll get to I, I think I think I want to go there. I'm going pretty fast, so I think that would be worth it. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these are signs of being a Christian. What do you do when you're not at church? How do you conduct yourself? It's very, very important because, um, and also, the most important thing about being a Christian is showing love to other people. That it says in the Bible somewhere. I know it's in there. You can look it up. But it says, you will know them by their love. You know that I, wait, you will know that you are, they will know that you are my disciples by their love, your love. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm kind of nervous. You got so, this. Yeah. You're, exactly you're doing right. a great job. Exactly mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, so examine your fruits. Are you, do you look like a Christian? Because, Think of just a huge orchard of fig trees. There's going to be ones in there that aren't as... Okay, this just came to me. There's going to be ones that are taking up the nutrients and not producing anything. It's like sitting in church, hearing the word, and going out and acting like you've always acted. Not showing the fruits of being a Christian. And if you're taking that nutrient and you're in the same place as Christians, but you're not acting like one, it's being a hypocrite. And it's like taking the nutrients from the people who are acting like Christians. And it's warping the world's view of a Christian. And it's super dangerous. And that's why so many people have church hurt. And that's why so many people bash the church and Christians because they've been hurt by the church because people weren't acting out of love, they were acting out of judgment. (laughs) Um, 
big thing that I see and I've seen in my own heart is being lukewarm. And in Revelation, I believe it says, if you're a lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of, out of, your, out of his mouth. Um, so you're either on fire for God or you're just you're a lost person who's not. You don't need to be in the middle. That's what I'm trying to say. Because as y'all heard so many times, Satan owns the fence. Get off of the fence. Choose a side, please. Because, yes. like I said, hypocrites are ruining everything. <laughs> 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 like, if, you're, if you want, you can't have one foot in church and be like, okay, everything's good, sing the songs, act like you're a Christian. No. Can be over here, act like the world. Don't stand here and be like, oh, I don't know. Choose something, please. And that's that's kind of what I had to do. I was like, I'm looking at my own life. I'm like, okay, this isn't lining up with God. This isn't lining up with God. But this is, this is. So I just need to get rid of this. And that's okay. Literally, just um, November of last year is whenever I really like finally. I'm all in. And that really changed everything because I was one of the most depressed people and nobody knew. Of course, I mean, but um, I was I was in a super dark, dark place. And I remember just wrestling with, okay, I want this. I want to hold on to this. But I also want God, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, well, that really just let go of what you want because what God wants is better anyways. And we don't we don't realize that. We don't see that in the moment. We're like, but this looks good. This this is what I want to do with my life. This is how I want to act. This is how I feel like acting. But sometimes the best thing for you isn't what feels good. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's something that's going to be hard. It's something that's going to take time. It's going to be uncomfortable. Like, standing up here today is uncomfortable, but it's where God wants me. And after, the hard part is when you start to see the fruit. It's like you, everything goes back to plan, and I don't know why, but... You're talking about fruit. Yeah, God always, like, goes back to the ground and the plants, Mm -hmm. and so you've got to plant a seed, right? you got to do the dirty work. you got to pull the weeds, all this stuff, for this little thing to become something bigger. All of those weeks of hard work that we do to plant or seeds, they turn into something good that we can use. And that's kind of like God with us. He's doing something good in you, and it doesn't feel comfortable at first. Seeds have to stay in the ground, in the dark, and pretty much die and burst, like, open up to, for what's inside to come out. Like, it's it's really crazy. Yeah? Like, babies have to stay in this nastiness for, like, a little too long to come. <laughs> like, so I want beautiful things there are made in the dark. Yes, beautiful things are made in the dark. That's what she just said. Get it in here. Um... And it, it okay. said, he said, what if you're scared of the dark? <laughs> do it afraid. I say this to her all the time. Do it afraid. Because 
Sometimes fear makes you lean on God more. Actually, all the time. Like, I've had to lean on God so much this week because I'm like, I don't want to get up in front of people. I mean, I know all of you, but I don't want to talk to everybody at the same time. But it's it's, it's kind of, it's, it's scary. But sometimes you have to do it afraid and lean on God so that you know he's, you know he's with you and he's going to do some amazing things with you if you only let him. It's about you letting go of whatever you're holding on to for yourself. Because really this life isn't about us. It's about him. And when you realize that and you humble yourself enough to realize that you're this little tiny thing in this huge universe that God himself created, then you'll get to you'll begin to see how insignificant you are, yet Jesus chose you and he wants you. So if you're a lost person, he also wants you. He wants your heart. And the door of salvation is open right now, in this moment. It's open, but it won't always be. If you continue to just say, no, not today. I'll wait. I'll wait until this certain thing happens to make sure I know it's God. Like, if you are lost, and you know it deep down, but you're denying it, denying it, denying it, denying it, you're just full of pride. You just, you, look. I had to go through this. Um, I was, I had said I got had gotten saved when I was like, and I held on to that for a few years, and I was like, my life isn't changing. And it, they say it's supposed to change, and I'm supposed to look more like Christ, but I don't at all. And I was a terrible kid. I was really terrible. Um, and I wasn't looking like Christ at all. I was pure meanness. Um, but then I was like, okay, if I'm not saved, then what am I supposed to do now? And then um, one night at a revival we had, um, I was sitting there and I was like, okay. They, he did the invitation, and he started going down every aisle and asking, are you saved? Are you saved? Are you saved? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Um, and I was like, um, okay, so what do I do? Like, the obvious question is just, like, give it up. But I'm like, I don't, I don't want to say that I got saved because, like, I already did. I already said that. How am I supposed to go back on what I said before and say, Hey guys, I'm not saved, so I need to get saved. I'm saved now. It, that, all this thing, and I'm like, what are people going to think? And, like, what am I supposed to do? And so it came to me, and I was like, I don't know. He's like, do you want to know? I was like, yeah. And so I, I went to my mom, I was like, praying for clarity. I don't know, really know why I'm praying for clarity, because I'm like, kind of deep down, I knew. But I was denying it. I was like, in myself, I had so much pride for what I had done in the past. I was like, okay. But I said this. I said this. Don't, don't let your past define your future. I mean, you can learn from it. You can, you can see, you can do, you can, don't lean on your past 
for your future. Learn from it and move forward. You don't have to move on exactly, but you need to move forward, if that makes sense. Um, does that make sense?
and when you're scared, because it's all God. It's not you. You don't have that power, but him working through you, you do. So, um, repentance. What does that mean? Does anybody want to give a definition of repentance? What do y'all think it means? Oh. You don't want to Turning something down and not running back to it over and over again. Yes. Turning completely away from whatever is holding you back. Whatever that sin is that's holding you back from God. Running to Him. Mm-hmm. And not going back up and taking those chains up again. Yes. And it says, um,
It's being saved. It put, being saved puts God's spirit into your heart. And then you begin to do those works because you love him so much. And because he is the person, he's what's inside you. It's not you anymore. It's him. And if you're saved, I, I want you to think, am I doing all that I can do to spread the word of God and to live my life like him? And to really just be a fruitful Christian. That's all I really have for tonight. And if you want to do like an invitation kind of thing.